0: Jeez. Recorded live. Convert to Judaism, which involves renouncing Christ. In order to convert to Judaism, we spoke to uh, several rabbis, and you have to renounce Jesus Christ. You cannot believe that Jesus is the Messiah. You cannot believe that he's the Son of God. So in order to become a citizen of Israel today, you either have to prove that you're Jewish of Jewish blood or you have to renounce the Lord Jesus Christ so there are two ways to immigrate to Israel have Jewish ethnicity or deny Jesus and join the religion of Judaism it's a very rigorous conversion process it takes about a year and a half of just you know bowing down unto the rabbis and you know doing whatever they say or whatever so anyway I'm not really interested in it so I don't have all the details but anyway let me just explain to you how ridiculous this is To say, oh, you have to prove that you're Jewish. You have to prove that you're of Israel. Then we'll let you immigrate. And it's called the right of return. Now, they won't accept DNA. And I'm going to explain to you why in a moment. They will not accept DNA. You can go to a DNA lab and prove that you're related to them. And prove that you're descended from the same Jews that they're descended from. They will not accept that. You have to be certified by them, by the rabbis, by their Jewish community, they'll certify whether you're Jewish or not. DNA, which has been scientifically proven to be accurate, which has been used to convict all kinds of criminals of the death penalty and to exonerate and let other people go free because it is so accurate, they won't accept it. And I'm going to show you why in a moment. Because if they accepted it, it would prove everything that they believe to be a fraud. Now, let me explain this chart to you that I've drawn over here. I want to I go over this with you. But first, let me read for you from, from 1 Timothy. Now, I've already proven that we're spiritually of Israel, right? That we're spiritually Jews, according to Romans 2, Philippians 3, and Ephesians 2. That's pretty easy to prove from the Bible. We could turn to many other scriptures. But listen to me. I'm, I'm about to really blow you away tonight. And I don't say that, li- I don't say that very often. And I'm about to make a really big promise, and I'm going to deliver on that promise. And when I first make this promise, many of you are not going to believe that I'm able to do what I say I'm going to do tonight. I'm going I'm to promise to do something, and many of you are going to not believe that I'm able to fulfill what I'm going to guarantee you. But but let me tell you something. I will deliver. Okay? And I don't say that lightly. <laughs> Just hear me out, okay? I've, have I proven that we're spiritually the sons of Abraham? I mean, I've done that in many other sermons. Have I proven that we're of Israel? We've been brought nigh unto Israel. We're sons of Israel spiritually. Listen to me tonight. You're not going to believe me, but when I'm done, you will see it. I'm going to prove to you tonight that you are a physical descendant of Abraham. I'm going to prove it to you tonight. I'll go a step further. I am going to prove to you tonight that you are physically descended from Israel himself. Not even just of Ishmael or Midian. I'm going to prove to you tonight that you are physically descended from Israel. You say, I'm black. I'll prove it to you. (laughs) You say, I'm Chinese. I'll prove it to you. (laughs) I'm Korean. I'll prove it to you. I'm white. I'll prove it to you. Now, I know what you're thinking. I know what you're thinking. Pastor Anderson's out of his mind. There's no way he can prove that. Look, when I'm done tonight, the only people who will disagree with me are just people who don't understand science and math. No scientist will disagree when I'm done tonight. No mathematician will disagree when I'm done. That you, well, surely you don't mean me. I mean you, are descended physically from Israel, not spiritually, physically. Let me step over the board here. I know it's a tall order. It's a big promise, okay? But let me explain to you. Now, this is something that I actually learned when I traced my family tree. And when I, when I figured out how this works, this blew my mind. This blew me away. And I learned this about five, six, seven years ago when I was tracing my own ancestry and my family tree. And I want you to pay very close attention because this is going to involve math. And so I want you to pay very careful attention. I'm going to explain this to you and make it as simple as I can. Okay. This is what a family tree looks like. Who's ever made a family tree before? You've got Lots of people. Great. Now, at the bottom of this family tree, we just have one person. These circles represent people. So at the bottom of the family tree, we just have one person, which is you. Now, you descend from two people, don't you? Your mother and your father. So if we go back one generation, you come from two people as a direct descendant, right? But if we go back another generation, you don't just have two grandparents, you have four grandparents. And it keeps doubling, doesn't it? Because you have two parents, four grandparents, eight great-grandparents, 16 great-great-grandparents, and you have 32 great-great-great-grandparents. Everybody follow so far? And it keeps doubling because everybody has two parents. Okay? So we're going to use exponents tonight. Okay? Exponents will help us understand this because we started with one person, right? That's two to the zeroth power equals one. All right? Then in the the first generation, we go back. We're going back one generation, going back to mom and dad. We have two parents, which is two to the first power. When we go back Two generations to our grandparents, we have two squared, or two to the second power, which is four, four grandparents, right? If we go back three generations, we have eight great-grandparents. That's two to the third power. Four generations, it's going to be two to the fourth power, 16. Two to the fifth power, 32. Two to the sixth power, 64. So the number keeps doubling, doesn't it? Now, that means if I were going to do a family tree that went back, five generations, I would have to have a piece of paper wide enough to where at the top of that paper, I'd be able to have 32 people's names, wouldn't I? Because that's how many ancestors I'm going to have directly in that fifth generation. Now, if I went to the sixth generation, my paper is going to have to be twice as wide because now I'm going to have 64 slots to put in names, right? Now, our parents are two different people. Our grandparents are four different people. Our great-grandparents are eight different people. Now, how, how could we have, uh, you know, three grandparents? You know, it would be like a guy with two wives and people are marrying their half-sister. It would be a mess, okay? So these people are all unique people. You know, if I made a family tree like this, these would all be unique names, all unique people, all different people. You know, not like that song, I'm My Own Grandpa you know, about living in the South and so forth. But anyway, So have you ever heard that song? But anyway, so, so anyway, you know, a normal family tree, going back five generations, all the names are pretty likely to be unique. And, I, you know, I've done my family tree to this level, and the names are all unique. It's all unique people, because there are a lot of fish in the sea, a lot of people in the world, right? Well, what happens, though, is that as we go back further, this number gets really big. Now, in order to understand how this chart works, we have to understand how long a generation is. Now, a generation has nothing to do with the lifespan, okay? You know, for example, my mother gave birth to me when she was 30 years old, okay? most women give birth to children around that age. You know, the childbearing time would be pretty much between 20 and 40 these days. It would be the primary time that women are giving birth. So let's just take 30 as an average. My mom was 30 when she had me. If you go online and type in how long is a generation, the number that keeps coming up over and over again is 25, 25, 25. You know, sometimes you'll see 30, sometimes you'll see 20, 20 20-something. But let's just 30 is a nice round number. And 30 is a very conservative number for this calculation, okay? So a generation is 30 years, meaning, you know, somebody has a child when they're 30, and then they have a child when they're 30, they have a child when they're 30. Nothing to do with lifespan, okay? So that means that if we go back 10 generations, and a generation is 30 years, then that's 300 years, right? So let's just round off and say that if we went back in our family tree about 10 generations, we're going to be about the year 1700. Does that make sense everybody? About 300 years ago. Now, because our family tree is getting wider, if we wanted to do a complete family tree showing all of our ancestors back to the 10th generation, we would have to have a piece of paper that was wide enough to have 1024 slots. Because 10 generations ago, there would be a, a 1024 people that we would directly descend from, right? Because it's going 32, 64, 128, 256, 512, 1,024 when we get to the 10th generation. Now, here's what I noticed when I did my family tree, though. When I went back 10 generations, you know what I started noticing? These are no longer unique people. Why? Because people marry their... Don't you hate it when you, you accidentally marry your seventh cousin and you didn't even know that she was such a close relative, you know, obviously you don't know, I mean, who here can name their third cousins? Who even knows what a third cousin is, you know? But anyway, uh, basically this is what a cousin is. A cousin is the people that you share your grandparents with. You share the same grandparents, right? A second cousin is somebody that you share great grandparents with, okay? So for example, the children of cousins are second cousins, The children of second cousins are third cousins. The children of third cousins are fourth cousins. I mean, you don't have to understand all that. But what I want you to understand is that by the time I got to the 10th generation here, these 1024 people were not all unique because there had been some intermarriage in that 300 years that had unknowingly taken place. Let's go back 20 generations. So now we're back around the year 1400. Well, if I wanted to have a complete family tree I would have to have a piece of paper that could fit 1,048,576 names. That's a pretty big piece of paper. Yep, it is. It's an unbelievably sized piece of paper. Now, do you think all of these people are going to be unique? Maybe not, right? Okay. Now, let me just show you the scripture. Here. I'm going to come back to that chart. Just digest that for a minute. Look at 1 Timothy chapter 1. In 1 Timothy chapter 1, it says in verse 4, Neither give heed to fables and endless Genealogies, I want you to keep that phrase in your mind, endless genealogies, which minister questions rather than godly edifying, which is in faith, so do. Now in Titus, he just said avoid genealogies, but here he says to avoid uh, endless genealogies, and I'm going to show you why genealogies are endless, they truly are endless. So in the year 1400, if I'm going to trace all of my ancestors, I mean, I'm going to tell you who all of my ancestors from the 1400s are, I would have to show you a family tree that just at the top would have a million-some people, just in the top row, let alone everything else coming downward, right? If I were to go back 30 generations, now I'm only in the year 1100. I'm not even close to the time of Christ yet, am I? No. If I went back to the year 1100, 30 generations, I would have 1,073,741,824 ancestors in that generation. Now, listen, they're not all unique. And let me tell you why. There were not a billion people living in the world at that time. So there's a lot of repeating going on, right? You know what that shows? That a lot of people are descending from the same people. Cannot help but intermarry. It's impossible not to because of these numbers. Now, but look. The real number that we want to go back to is not 1100 A.D. Let's go back to 70 A.D. Because 70 A.D. is when all the Jews were scattered into all nations. And they were scattered into all nations. Okay? If we were to go back to 70 A.D. and we were to have a family tree that shows all of our ancestors in 70 A.D. and how they're connected, that top line would have 18 quintillion, 446 quadrillion, 744 trillion names from 70 A.D. Now, who thinks that there were 18 quintillion, 446 quadrillion, 744 trillion people living at the time of Christ or shortly thereafter? No. In fact, the approximate population at that time was 200 million on this earth. Okay? Okay. Of that 200 million, let's just call 7 or 8 million Jews. You say, I don't like that number. Well, that number's not going to matter in a minute. Okay. So let's just call it 7, 7, 8 million. Okay. So if there are 200 million people on the earth at the, at the time of the temple being destroyed, and 70 AD there are 200 million people on the earth, and about 7 or 8 million of them are Jews, That means if I have an ancestor from that era, there's a 1 in 27 chance that they were of Israel. That's not even counting all the mixing that could have taken place up to that point. But let's just use this number. Let's just say 1 in 27 people living at that time are descendants of Israel. And uh, let's say that, you know, 200 million is the population of the earth. So basically, each of my ancestors has a 1 in 27 chance of being of Israel. Does everybody understand? Okay. How many, how many slots am I filling in on that family tree? 18 quintillion slots, right? So think about this. What if I were buying a lottery ticket, and the odds of that lottery ticket coming up a winner are 1 in 27? Does everybody understand? Because that's the winning ticket that says, You're Jewish! You're of the chosen people. You are of Israel. You are an Israelite indeed. I've got a 1 in 27 chance of pulling that number. Okay. You say, well, Pastor Anderson, if you have a 1 in 27 chance, you're probably not going to win that lottery because you've got 26 chances of losing. Okay. But what if I buy 18 quintillion lottery tickets? <laughs> you got them. You think I'm going to win? So what if I buy 18 quintillion lottery tickets, and I got a 1 in 27 chance of striking Jewish? You think I'm going to hit it? Yep. Now, how many, let me ask this. How many times do I have to hit it to be descended from Abraham? How many times do I have to hit it to be descended from Israel? So how, how can anyone in here say, I'm not descended from Israel? I'm not Jew, I don't have a drop of Jewish blood in my body. You're saying that you basically, out of all these chances, cause, and I realize that these are not unique people. Okay, there are not 18 quintillion ancestors, but you're filling out your family tree. There are 18, spo- 18, yeah, quitri- I can't even say these numbers. 18 quintillion spots for you to write a name of someone in that generation that you directly descend from, and only one of them. Only one of them has to be an Israelite. Well, there were seven or eight million. Okay, let's just let's just say one million, right? Let me grab my pen here. Well, there were you know seven or eight million. Okay, how about just one? How about a one in two hundred chance? You got a one in two hundred chance of of your ancestor from that generation being an Israelite, and you're buying this many tickets. Think you're going to hit it? You say, well, Pastor Ashton, you're not taking geography into account. I mean, if you're in the Middle East, you're much more likely to hit it than if you're in Korea or China or Africa or, you know. I mean, what are the chances that you're going to hit it then? But wait a minute. You only have to hit it once. You only have to have one ancestor out of all these Only one. Has to be of Israel. Now you say, "Well, I'm I'm Hispanic." Okay, first of all, people that are Hispanic. Notice, Hispanic, Spain. Did you know that Spain was one of the places where the Jews lived the most? There was a huge Jewish population in Spain until 1492, because in 1492, all of the Jews were forced to either be. Uh, In 1492, all the Jews had to either leave Spain or convert to Catholicism or die. Those are their choices. Well, guess what a lot of them did? A lot of them left Spain, but you know what a lot of them did? Converted to Catholicism. That's why today a huge portion of the Spanish population is directly descended from those Jews because a lot of them were the conversos, you know, they converted unto Catholicism. And then you know what those people in Spain and Portugal who were Jews who converted to Catholicism, you know what their descendants did? They came to Mexico, they came to South America, they came to Brazil. So people all over Mexico, Brazil, South America, they are for certain going to have ancestors from Spain and Portugal somewhere in their big giant family tree of millions of ancestors, And for sure, there's going to be at least one of them that's a Jew, at least one out of millions of ancestors, out of a quintillion chances, 18 18 quintillion, mind you. It's going to be, you say, well, you know, I'm black. I'm of Africa. You know, how can I be connected with Abraham? Well, stop and think about it. Israel, and we're not even talking about Abraham. I'm even saying you're of Israel. Okay. Think about Israel's children. You know what? One of Israel's children, Joseph, guess where his wife was from? Egypt. Joseph's wife was of Egypt. Where is Egypt? Africa. Moses' wife was Ethiopian. His second wife was Ethiopian. So we already see, even in Bible days, intermingling with Africa, intermingling with the sons of Ham. I mean, if you think about it, the tribes of Ephraim and Manasseh were half of Ham and half of of Israel. Because Israel's son, Joseph, married an Egyptian woman who's of Ham. So all of the Ephraimites and Manassehites are descended of Ham. They all have connections with Africa. And not only that, but all throughout history you've had all kinds of merchants and missionaries and conquerors. Even, you know, you think of the Mongolian Empire that went all over the world and that conquered China, that conquered Japan, that conquered Korea. All the ships that sailed and went here and there and everywhere. You only have to have one ancestor. Out of your millions and millions of ancestors, you only have to have one that descends from Israel. And you are a direct descendant of Israel today. Only one is what's necessary. Now, anybody who understands what I explained just now, anybody who knows math, you know, we've got a a certified accountant. Do you approve this message? We have a certified accountant in the front row here that just told me that he approves what I'm saying. Because any mathematician knows that this is true. And you know what? Any scientist will tell you this is true. We talked to the guy at the DNA lab. He said, You go back several hundred years, we're all the same. Because we're all, you know what? The Bible was right when it said we're all of one blood. That God has made the nations of the earth of one blood. You sit there and say, oh, I'm just purely a white person. Oh, I'm just purely Asian. I'm just purely African. No, you're not. No one is. No one is. That's why it's so ridiculous to take pride in that. Oh, I'm Jewish. You're a Gentile. Those Palestinians over there, all descend from Abraham. Every single one of them. Well, no, you mean most all of them. Every single Palestinian is a descendant of Jacob. Anybody who disputes that statement after seeing this information just doesn't understand math and doesn't understand science. And the guy from the DNA lab will tell you there's been so much mingling. And look, you you can sit there and have your endless genealogy, it won't even be accurate. Because you know what you can't tell from a genealogy? Somebody who committed adultery and lied to their husband and said, "Oh yeah, this is your son," and he's not. Yeah, right. People that are adopted and not told that they're adopted, or even they're told they're adopted and they just that just information gets lost. I mean, who can tell you all the people in your in your lineage that were adopted? Oh yeah, my ancestors 300 years ago were adopted. You're not going to remember that. So there are adoptions. There's infidelity. There's traveling, there's conquest, there's merchants, there's mi- there are missionaries. It doesn't matter where you're from, folks. God, you know why God said to avoid this? Because it hurts your mind to even think about this number. <laughs> I mean, it, it, I mean, these numbers bend the mind. He's just like just avoid it. <laughs> you know, it's just avoid endlessly. You, know, you know what they minister questions. I mean, does, does this make you feel really sure about your nationality now? No, it, it raises a lot of questions. Because now you're thinking, good, night, who do I, you know, what am I descended from? You know, Iroquois, Gypsy, African, Chinese, Korean, Caucasians, you know? Well, you know, we're all mixed. There is no pure, you know, the Nazis, you know, the pure Aryan baloney. There's no such thing. Because one little drop of, 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 of Jewish blood. And I asked, I asked the guy, I asked the leader of the Jewish congregation, I said to him, how Jewish is Jewish? I said, how many Jewish ancestors? do I said, I did my family tree, and I said, 10 generations back, so at this level, because I, I, I really did, I found someone with a Jewish name. And he said, well, as long as it's the matrilineal line, because they do it on the mother's side for some bizarre reason, as long as it's matrilineal, he said, then you're Jewish. Then we're all Jewish. But do you see now why Israel doesn't let you use DNA to return to the land? I want to return. I want to return to my homeland of my ancestors. Let me return to Israel. I'm an Israelite. Prove it. Uh-oh. <laughs> let the I mean, John Hagee ought to buy me a ticket.
1: <laughs>
0: help this dude. Help this Jew return to the homeland. I don't want to go over there. <laughs> now look, this just goes to show you what a fraud this whole thing is. Oh well, they're the Jews and you're the Gentile. You know, don't say you're a Jew. Don't say you're of Abraham. You're not a son of Abraham. You're a Gentile. They're the Jews. These Palestinians, they're all of Ishmael. The Palestinians are of Ishmael, and the Jews are of Israel. No, every Jew is also of Ishmael because of mixing. And every every Palestinian is also of Israel. Now, some people who, just, who don't comprehend this, here's what they'll say. Well, how could we all be descended from Abraham when there were other people living at that time to descend from? Because you don't descend from one person. You descend from millions of people. And only one of them has to be a descendant of Israel for you to be a descendant of Israel. And the chances, I mean, I mean—I was going to put on the board the chances of you not being an Israelite. It had so many zeros it couldn't fit on the board. You know, this is your chance. It's like uh, you have a point, zero, 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 zero. It'd be like all over the wall. Like just these are the chances of you not being of Israel. So you know what it becomes? Just statistically insignificant. Yep. At that point, any mathematician will tell you, you know, just wait zero zero zero, zero 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 you know, so I could tell you tonight you have a ninety nine point nine 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 percent chance of being of Israel, but you know it just makes more sense to just say ah hundred let's just round up <laughs> to the nearest significant digit and just call it a hundred percent and any anyone who said, well, you know, there's still a chance you need to go back to math class." <laughs> and you need to go back to science class. <clears throat> Let me just wrap up my sermon with uh, with one last thing. Ezra chapter 10, because I'm, I'm running out of time, but I really wanted to drive that point in. Ezra chapter 10. Because this is what people will say. You know, people are just stubborn, my friend. People are really stubborn. You show them the truth, and they just don't want to accept it no matter what you show them. So there are going to be some people who, you know, you know how they're going to argue with this right here? Here's how they're going to argue with this. They're going to say, well, no, Pastor Anderson, because the Jews were really careful never to intermarry with other nations throughout history. Yeah, right. They were just, look, only a few slip-ups. And you're bringing in all kinds of DNA, okay, number one. But they say, no, 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 Pastor Harrison, you don't understand. The Jews were just really careful not to intermarry throughout history. I mean, all, yeah, I know they were scattered into all nations. I know they were throughout Europe, but they only married each other. I've heard this so many times. They only married each other. They were really careful to just marry within the Jewish community, and that's how they preserved their identity. No, they preserved their identity through religion. That's of Antichrist. Yep. Okay. But, you know, you say, oh, no, no, they really were careful to preserve that identity, Pastor Anderson. They did not mix. Well, first of all, what about the ones that converted and assimilated into the societies where they lived? They're mixing all over the place. And what about people that were non-Jews who converted to Judaism? In Esther chapter eight seventeen, it says many of the people of the land became Jews for the fear of the Jews fell upon them. And when they became Jews, they're going to intermarry now. So that logic falls apart. But let's, let's see if that's really true. Let's go back to the days of Ezra. One example. I could show you tons of examples of intermarriage. I could show you Joseph marrying an Egyptian, Moses marrying an Ethiopian. I mean, I could show you tons of intermarriage. But let's look at one example. Because remember, the Jews were really good. I mean, they were in Europe. I mean, they only married each other, Pastor Anderson. That's why your logic falls apart. Okay, Ezra ten nineteen. And they gave their hands that they would put away their wives, and, and being guilty, they offered a ram of the flock for their trespass, and of the sons of Emmer, Hanani, and Zebediah, and of the sons of Haram, Maasiah and Elijah, and Shemaiah, and Jehiel, and Uzziah, and of the sons of Pasher, Elioenai, Messiah, Ishmael, Nethaniel, Jezebad, and Elasa, also of the Levites, Jezebad, and Shimei, and Kaliah, the same as Kalita, Pesahiah, Judah and Eleazar of the singers also, Eliashib, and of the porters, Shalom and Telem and Uri, moreover of Israel, the sons of Perosh, Ramiah and Jeziah, Malchiah and Miamin, and Eliezer and Malkaijah and Beniah, and of the sons of Elam, Madaniah, Zechariah, and Jehiel and Abdi, and Jeremoth and Eliah, and of the sons of Zatu, Eloini, Eliashib, Madaniah, and Jeremoth, and Zabad, and Aziza, and of the sons of and Jehohanan, Hananiah, Zabai, and Athali, and of the sons of Banai, Misholom, Malak, and Nadiah, Jashub, and Sheol, and Ramoth, and of the sons of Peeth Moab, Adna, and Kilal, Beniah, Mesiah, Madaniah, Bezaleel, and Benuai, and Manasseh, and of the sons of Harem, Eleazar, Ishaijah, Malkiah, Shemaiah, Shimeon, Benjamin, Malak, and Shemariah, and of the sons of Hashem, Madani, Met- Matatha, Mathis- M- Zabad, Eliphalet, Jeremiah, Manasseh, and Shimei of the sons of Benai, Maadi, Amram, and Uel, Benaya, Badiah, Kella, Benaya, Merimoth, Eliashib, Madaniah, Madaniah, and Jasal, and Benai, and Finuai, Shimei, and Shelemiah, and Nathan, and Adiah, Macnabadai, Shashai, Shari, Azareel, and Shelemiah, Shemariah, Shalom, Amariah, and Joseph, of the sons of Nebo, Jeal, Mattathiah, Zabad, Zabina, Jadal, and Joel, Beniah. all these had taken strange wives. And some of them had wives by whom they had children. I rest my case. They'd all taken strange wives. I, mean, I mean, did you hear that list? That's one. That's one event. That's one generation. <laughs> no, no, pastor. They were really good about not intermarrying. They just kept it, you know, within the Jewish community. Right. Sure. But you know what? People are just stubborn. They, this is their sacred cow. Israel. The Jews. They love that Star of David. It's a brim fan. They love this nation of people and think just they're just so wonderful. Look, I don't love them or not love them any more than anybody else. I just, they're just human. They're just people. You say you hate Jews, then I'd be hating myself because I'm a Jew. Well, you just hate you just hate the ethnicity of Jews. I'm of the ethnicity of the Jews. Well, you hate Obama because he's Jewish. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you say he's a Muslim. He's Jewish. He's a Jewish Muslim, I guess. I don't know. You know what? I mean, look. this just, just name just name anybody you want. I'll declare them a Jew right now.
1: <laughs> just
0: name who you want. You know, Sammy Davis Jr. converted to Judaism, but he was already ethnically a Jew. <laughs> Be not deceived. You know, we, you know what? This, this is stupidity to sit there and say, oh, yeah, the, the, the Jews are God's chosen people. No, if you believe in Christ, you're God's chosen people because we're all of one blood. We're all the same. We're all human beings. We're all related. And you know what? We are the chosen people if we believe in Jesus Christ. And those who don't believe in Jesus Christ are not the elect. And you say, oh, the 144,000, they're going to be of those 12 tribes. Look, somebody said, well, you know, they don't know who they are, but God does. God could just pick 12,000 people randomly, and they'd be of Reuben with all this mixing. He could just pick 12,000 people randomly, and they'd be of Dad. They'd be of Asher. Random, Anybody. But you know what? That's not true. Those 12 tribes in Revelation are Old Testament saints from back when those tribes actually existed. It meant something. It don't mean anything anymore. No Jew can even tell you what tribe they're of today. Because they haven't gone their family tree all the way back to 70, AD. Okay. But thank God we're the chosen ones. Doesn't it feel good to be chosen? Doesn't it feel good to be the elect? You know, God's people, the holy nation? Let's bow our heads and have a word of prayer. Father, we thank you so much for these uh, spiritual truths, Lord, and, and thank you for giving us minds that can comprehend math and that can learn why everything in the Bible was right. You were right when you said endless genealogies. You were right when you said that Abraham was the father of many nations. You were right, Lord, when you said just avoid genealogies and just figure out whether you're of Abraham by whether you have the faith of Abraham. Lord, please help us all to... Not feel that we are second-class citizens of the kingdom of God, but to know that we are of the chosen people. And Lord, help us to uh, love, love the lost, whether they're so-called Jewish, you know, whether they be red, yellow, black, white. Lord, how ridiculous for someone to hate those of another race when, I, you know, they have a, they must have an ancestor of of, of those nationalities somewhere if we go back far enough. Lord, help us to go our separate ways, Lord, with just a renewed appreciation for our position in Christ and for our position as the elect. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, let's go ahead and uh, sing a song before we go.